and welcome back to the ninth edition of Solange's. How are you doing today, Mr. Sparrow? I'm doing mighty fine. Mighty fine, That's how are good. you? I'm doing mighty fine. It's a great day. The sun is shining. It's not shining here. It's nighttime. Yeah, well, I was hoping you could just follow along with it. No. But yeah, it, it's dark. It's dark here, too. It's 9 o'clock. So yeah, it was shining yeah. today. It's a nice day today. It, it was, yeah. It was like 88 here. Wow. Yeah, I was, I mean, I was in the 90s here, but that's pretty uh, that's pretty good. I it guess. was pretty warm. <sighs> pretty, pretty warm. Yeah, it does that. I love how we start every episode off the exact same. We like ask we each other how, about we're, how we're doing, and then, how we talk about doing the weather. and then we talk about the weather. Yeah. yeah. Not like we haven't been well, talking for 30 minutes on Zoom before we hit record. No. But, you know, that's whatever. Well, today we're going to talk to you about the various businesses and not even so much a business, but the various entrepreneur adventures that myself and David have had personally and together in the time. I want to say the first one was right around when I was 16 and I guess it went until I left and joined the Coast Guard. So there's a couple of them here. Um, let's go. I, w- I want you to, st- I want you to kick it off for us, David. Oh, uh, okay. I want well, you to t- talk about a personal one, one that I was not involved in. I, I will, um, okay. start that off. Well, I mean, there's two of them. Well, uh, I'll go with, I'll well, go with the first one. Yeah. Um, when we met, um, seven ish years I, ago, six, yeah, seven so years ago. Yeah. I, uh, Thought that it, well, so let's let's start it back. So you I don't I, have I to worked. explain yourself. I know it didn't no, work out, but <laughs> yeah. But um, I uh, worked full time at a junkyard throughout the day. I'm about to sneeze. Over off of uh, se- uh was it on seventy four? Yeah, on? over off it was a uh, Putnam's scrapyard. Yeah, uh, Putnam's like automotive or something like that. Um, best job I've ever had, dude. I had so much fun there. We did absolutely nothing. There would be like short bursts of a couple hours every day where we would like work our tails off, but besides that, it was like driving cars around and and, and destroying stuff. It's amazing, but um, I was like, you know, I kind of like working on cars, uh, even though I wasn't doing it very much. So it was like, not really sure what I was thinking, but I was like, I really love it, and um, I was like, you know, I work at a junkyard, so I can just start fixing people's cars. You know, if they come in, hey, my car's broke down here. Hey, whatever. You know, they're not mechanics, so they can't fix your stuff. I can be like, hey, here's my card. And so I think I did it like three or four times. I like, but I went all out. Like before I even started getting customers, like I had this big rack that I custom built on the back of my uh, SUV that had a generator and a welder. Your uh, GMC Envoy? Yeah. That had, thing was uh, piece of junk. Oh, uh, dude, I destroyed it. Do you have a picture uh, of it still? You think? Probably somewhere. I'll, we'll post it on Instagram. Yeah, we'll put it on Instagram so. if we can find a picture of the yeah. envoy. Um, maybe with the maybe with those lights it's on top. Worst. Too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, so it was. Uh, uh, I had a generator and a welder on the back, and then you would open up the uh, trunk, and I had a full toolbox. Um, with enough stuff. Like, I mean, I had everything. I mean, I uh, to do the basics of everything. I mean, I could, like, clean up some fluid, or if you had 
if if you needed more coolant, you know, I could flush your coolant. Um, I could come to your house and do an oil change, um, and I would literally like suck the oil out of the engine instead of draining it into a pan, so I didn't have to crawl underneath anything. It was kind of cool. Interesting. Um, yeah, I had some really good stuff, um, but I only did that like twice. Um, once was in the pouring down rain with some chick on the side of uh, 85 um, and ended up not being able to fix her car. So I sat there with her for uh, like two and a half hours waiting for a tow truck. Um, and right. The other time was a uh, buddy called me. Hey, man. Um, well, he wasn't really a buddy. He was just kind of an acquaintance. He called me. Hey, um, my boat's dead. Like your boat's dead. He's like, yeah, we're we're underneath this bridge. Can you come give me a jump? I know you say you do emergency stuff. I was like, well, I, I you know I I have a boat, so I can come jump you off that way. Um, but if you're at the bridge, then I'll just jump you off off the bridge. And he was like, I don't know how that's gonna work, but okay. So I showed uh, up. I yeah, I totally yeah. Yep, yep, this is <laughs> I the last is thing going. I ever did. Oh, I guess this is the last thing right. I ever did. And a uh, after this, I started ripping stuff off my car because I was just like, man, this is stupid. <laughs> um, I uh, was like, I know how I'm going to jump him off, and I had some rope, and I had a jump box that you plugged into the wall. Like this was like a jumped off like a semi truck. This thing was massive. And um, I pulled up, started up the generator, dropped a 100-foot extension cord off the side <laughs> of the bridge, dropped my uh, jump starter over the side of the bridge with some rope, and he sat there and, sure enough, jumped his boat off from me on top of the bridge with a generator um, at, like, you know, probably like 12 o'clock at night. What, what bridge was this, 85? No, this was on uh, South Point Road. What bridge on South Point Road? What's well, n- I don't think it's on South Point Road. There's a bridge somewhere over that direction um, that crosses. Like maybe you go down South Point Road and I think you take a right. And you go back in there like towards all the new developments and stuff. It's back in there somewhere. Okay. But it's in the Belmont-ish I'm going to look because I'm very curious. But finish the story. Finish the story. So that was it. It was Southern Fleet. Emergency roadside assistance. We were not successful. We did not do anything, and uh, it was a terrible idea. Um, I rode around with uh, lights on top of my car. I had uh, some caution lights I had bought from a uh, auction, and then I had some strobe lights, and I had strobe lights all over the grill, all over the back, and I would frequently just over on the side of the road with my all my lights on and act like I was doing something important. Was it 273? Kind of towards uh, Wiley? Yeah. No, I mean, it was on Wiley. Well, yeah, I know. I mean, like, the city of Lake Wiley. It does not matter, but... It does not matter. I'm just very... It's, it, it was probably that one, because if it wasn't yeah. 85 and it wasn't 74, then it, was, it had to have been that one. Probably. I know nobody listening has any idea what we're talking about. But. No, but but that takes us into uh, the the next. But, um, well, I want to say before we switch over, this before was before we switch over. This was David was doing this. I think not as I, I think we had known each other prior to him doing it, but it was pretty soon after. So his name in my phone to this day is Southern <laughs> Fleet. Yeah, to this day. <laughs> yeah. 
little fun fact for you. So, uh, what are we going to roll into your your next one? Or are we going to jump over to mine? I think we can jump into yours. I think you should do one, and then the one we did together, and okay. then we'll do mine. Well, this was not as involved. I didn't like put any capital into this, except for like I printed off some flyers. Um, but there's this pretty nice development um, near where I grew up. Uh, it's called the Vineyards in Charlotte, and it's a development, so there's not really woods around. I mean, there's woods around it, but the houses are stacked on top of each other. So I had the bright idea, hey, everybody has a Christmas tree, but what do people do with Christmas trees that don't have somewhere to burn it? Because, like, we always burned ours. We throw yeah, it in the exciting. back. Exciting, yeah. That's what all it's what all all Southern rednecks do is right. burn their. That's what trees. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So what I was like, hey, well, what if I go put flyers on these people's mailboxes, and say, hey, I'm gonna come by on this day. If you want it, text me your address, and I'll swing by on this day at this time. I think it was like January third or something. And I'll I'll get rid of your Christmas tree for you. Five, I think it was like five bucks. I charged people five bucks. I was like, leave the money in under the mat. I'll get the money. I'll take your Christmas tree. We're out of here. That sounds like a baller idea. And it still to this day sounds like a baller idea to me. If I could go back, I would have went door to door. I wouldn't have put flyers because people don't look at flyers. I feel like if I would have knocked on their door, then I feel like I probably could have got a lot more business. Yeah. But but I put a well, bunch I mean, of How did flyers. you do I filled up the trailer. So you know you know my stepdad's trailer? Yeah. I mean, I filled it up. I mean, enough to where I put ratchet traps over the stuff because I thought it was going to fall out. Oh, excuse me. So, I mean, I probably picked up like maybe six Christmas trees. Probably what? S- probably six Christmas trees. So, I mean, that puts me at like 30 bucks. But the amount of time I spent driving around... Um, I mean, I took my little cousin with me, and we dro- he, he sat in the bed of my truck with these flyers, putting them on, like, I felt like a mailman. We were just driving by people's mailboxes, and we were just putting them, like, on the flag, you know? And I mean, how many did you hand out? Oh, I, I don't, oh, man, over 100. I mean, probably over, probably over 200, maybe like 250. All on mailboxes? Yep. And you got 30 responses? No, you got like six responses. No, like six responses. So whatever. Pretty cool idea, I thought. So I put it on the Charlotte subreddit. You know, hey, if you're in the West Charlotte area, want me to pick up your Christmas tree, shoot me a message, five bucks, I'll pick it up yeah. on this day. You know, try to get some more exposure. So we're at Christmas, Christmas Day. We're at Christmas at my aunt's house. I get a message. Uh, WCN Channel 36 News. Hey, uh, my username on Reddit. We are uh, interested in running a story on what you posted on Reddit. And I'm like, this dude's tripping. This is not real. Like, So I like click his profile. Seems to be pretty real. I looked up his name. He's like an actual anchor for uh, Channel 36. I'm like, maybe this guy's legit. So I sent him a message. I told my mom. And she was kind of like, you know, kind of skittish, and yeah. So yeah, I, I, start, yeah, I keep yeah. I keep messaging the guy, and I get his number, and he called me. Christmas Day, and he's like, "Hey, well, can I come by tonight, and we'll have you on the eleven o'clock news?" 
if I can record you by like six. And I'm like, yeah, well, we're going to be at my grandma's like, you know, you, you know where channel 36 is, right? Yeah. It's right there beside your house. Exactly. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I live like less than three minutes away from your, your place. He's like, oh, sweet. He's like, I'm like, well, meet me here at this time. He's like, all right. This dude came to my grandma's house on Christmas day to record me to put me on the news about what I, what picking up the Christmas trees. The man told me, I gave him my flyer and he said, give me a flyer. And at the end, you know, I'll put your, your contact info, you know, give you a little plug. I'm like, my man, that sounds awesome. He didn't do it. Really? <laughs> it was like, if you need your uh, Christmas tree picked up, let Weston know. And then it's like, well, how are we supposed to let Weston know? I don't, you know, I was kind of, I was kind of bummed. But I was on the news, you know, Weston Sparrow offering to pick up Christmas trees. And yeah, that's, uh, and January 3rd, I rolled around, picked up you know, six Christmas trees or whatever it was all by myself. Got sap all over me. And yeah, honestly, I would do it again. I, I would, I would tweak it a little bit. I would go door to door. I would go door to door a couple of days before Christmas, maybe like the 22nd, 23rd. So people are like hyped for Christmas. Or, you know what? Maybe I would go after Christmas, like the 26th, like literally the 26th. Be like, hey, I'll take your Christmas tree right now, five bucks. You know, maybe that would be a better idea. But if I had, you know, honestly, here in South Florida would be a, a great place to do it as well, but I don't have a trailer, so. Yeah, you don't. But more, more of those, what, you know, a little synopsis. I tried to pick up Christmas trees. I still think it's a great idea. I don't I wish I don't know why it didn't work, you know. It's whatever. But I went uh, I went net negative on that that adventure. But I learned a lot, so it's a positive, I guess, in the long run. Yeah, I mean not monetarily, but Yeah. So what are we what are we gonna go into now? Uh the old the, uh, joint Joint. All right. Well, let me s- let's start. <laughs> let's start this off by it didn't start off joint. It started off by by myself, and then I was like, man, it's a lot of work. Like, if I had some help, it'd be like so much. It'd be more fun, and it would be easier. So David kind of started coming in, but what? I don't want to like incriminate ourselves here, but <laughs> um, without giving away too much. Pallet companies will give you money for bringing them pallets. So standard Grocers of America, 40 by 48 four-way pallets or 48 by 48 four-way pallets. Um, Did you use a technical term of Grocers of America? Yeah, that's what it's, that's like the, that's what it's called. That's like. That's amazing. That's who standardizes pallets or something. I don't know. But. If you can find those pallets, they'll give you, you know, the price fluctuates, but typically it's like, I think when we were doing it, it was like three twenty-five, three fifty a pallet. Yeah, it was a lot more than you'd ever think it would be. Which is not a lot of money, but when you bring them 50 pallets. It's a lot of money. That's 150 bucks. If not, I mean, uh, you know, works out a little bit higher if you're getting three bucks a piece, you know. But it's like, okay. So, we started 
getting contacts of people who had pallets and we would go and get their pallets. You know, we'd pull that same trailer that we picked up the Christmas trees with in my 2001 Nissan Frontier, still kicking to this day. Um, I'll post a, I know I have a picture of my truck loaded down with pallets. Um, so we, I'll post that on Instagram as well. Yeah. But yeah, so we would go get pallets from our contacts or like, um, like the Lowe's and, uh, our whole, and Belmont, they would just throw their pallets out and they were like, they were okay with people coming to get them cause they weren't going to do anything with them. So if you could hit them as they were throwing them out, you could take them bad boys, you know, and you get you some money. So we did that for, I mean, we, we drove all over. I mean, we went to, remember we went to Kings Mountain? We went to Kings Mountain. That, like, we server went center. Charlotte. Oh, dude, we went everywhere. I don't think we got many from uptown, but we, I mean, I know we went, but, yeah. So we loaded there, there were some times that we thought we were going to score big, and, and then we, we to- realized Just like, total huh. bust. Yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a game to be had there. I mean, there's money to be made. You just got to know how. It's a really niche market. And the yeah, people and who it's do also, it, the people who you know, do it aren't going to tell you how to do it because then you know they're giving away their business. no. And I mean, the majority of it is they just pull up and start grabbing pallets and say, "Hey, you can't have those," and they stop. And that's how they learn. What we do is we're little wimps, and we would walk up and knock on everybody's doors. Yeah, which is probably the better most thing people. To do. Yeah, I mean, it's probably the better thing to do, but I mean, it's kind of like all they're going to do is throw them in a dumpster. If somebody goes back there and takes them, they're not going to call the cops. Right, they don't care. It's it's honestly, it's easier for them. It's less work. Yeah. Yeah. But if you come and knock on the door, the front desk lady is going to be like, no, this is private property. Right. Which is 90% of what happened. Yeah. Now, with that being said, we made, I mean, personally, we probably netted, I personally probably netted like 300 bucks, 400 bucks. Um, you know, with gas, that's really the only expense was gas. Um, yeah, we did that for a little while and then David hopped in on it and then, I mean, we would, I mean, I love Harbor Freight tools, but you guys, they would stack their pallets on top of their Connex box behind their store and so we, we would, and we would pull my, tr- and make a ladder. we'd make a little ladder and we'd jump up there and David would hand them down to me. And I'd throw them on the truck real quiet, and we'd throw a ratchet strap, and we'd get out of there. Ah, yeah. But then we found out they didn't care if we took our their pallets. Yeah, I mean, most most places don't. Um, the, the Kmart, the local Kmart was shutting down, and we probably went in there three times asking their manager if we could take their pallets because they had hundreds sitting out by the store, and he said no every time. But... Yeah, but like I wonder why that was. Maybe they went back to like some big Kmart warehouse or something. That's the only thing I can think. But yeah, I don't know. That's what me and David did that together. Um, I mean, I want to say we did that for over. I mean, six months. I did it the day I went to my junior prom. I remember that because I was like dropping off a load of pallets oh goodness I dropped off a load of pallets and my mom called me and was like yo where are you at like you gotta start getting ready for prom (laughs) 
Here I am trying to get a check. Grinding. You know. But that, uh. Yeah, that was pretty fun. What, uh. You got a more recent one for us, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I have a, I have a current one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess I guess you're right. It's yours, not mm-hmm. mine, so tell us about it. I mean, you guess. I mean, it's it's uh, pretty much as current as you can get. I mean, made made money off it as a business probably um, two, two, three weeks ago. Okay. Um, actually, I mean, currently, I mean, I have stuff in there now. Um, so anyways, um, it was kind of like the, the, the whole same thing. Um, I, uh, was on Craigslist one day and saw a, uh, a space for rent. Um, it had, it used to be a machine shop, um, and then somebody was using it for some storage and I was like, you know, um, I, I was living, you know, I just gotten married and it was, I had my own place and I really just wanted a place to go, um, a couple nights a week, maybe one night a week, hang out with some friends, um, not really do too much and nothing and just have like a little hangout spot, a little man cave kind of area. Well, um, I was like, no, nah, I don't really need to be spending the money on that. And um, about that time, I was, I, I, I've always had four wheelers, and I've always had side by sides and stuff like that, and um, or had friends that have. And um, I had a guy that I worked with that needed four four wheelers worked on, and I was like, well, I'm your guy. Like, I can work on your four wheelers. Like, I do that. And he was like, you do that? And I was like, yeah. And I popped out of my mouth, yeah, I have a shop. He was like, oh, really? How long have you had a shop? And my buddy's sitting there talking to me, and he's like, yeah, how long have you had a shop? And I was <laughs> like, uh, I haven't had that long. Um, I, I get the keys tomorrow. He was like, oh, seriously? So I literally called the guy when I get off work, went and got this shop. Um, it was it was itty-bitty. The, the garage door is really pain in the butt. Um, it, it, it was perfect for me. And it still would be perfect. Like, if did I, I go there? Ever? Like, I don't think you did. I think you were. Uh, I was in Alaska. Alaska. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was like perfect size. It was. It was probably about the size of a, like a uh, double bay, like two car garage. Like it has like the. It's not. You can't quite fit two cars through through the garage door. You know, but it was like, it looked like you could put four cars in there. Um, and I could put like six four wheelers and a side by side in there comfortably. Um, and it was great. Um, I didn't have any tools hardly. Um, but it's the first time I ever had a power bill to pay that, uh, was really high and I had a water bill and all that kind of stuff and it was for a business. Um, so I was like, shoot, I'm going to start working on four-wheelers. Well, I mean, literally, like, people kept needing me to work on stuff one after the other, whether it was in the shop or somebody was broke down somewhere, somebody's out on a trail and they blew a ball joint and I got to go replace it. Like, I mean, I, I started doing, it was blowing my mind. How Southern, much I was Southern Fleet 2.0? Yeah, well, it was called, 
um, Dirty River Power Sports. And I came up with that name um, driving over the river near where I used to live. Um, it's called the South Fork River. And it's a very dirty river. And I literally drove over and I was like, man, that's a dirty river. I was like, oh, Dirty River Power Sports. And it just <laughs> stuck. And it's a, it's not a bad name. Like, um, it, it works. So... Yeah, I started working on people's stuff. Um, I've had some bad business decisions. Uh, one in particular that don't really have to get into, but you know, I invested in something and put me so far in a hole that it, t- it took me forever to dig my way out of it. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I uh, sold three four wheelers and a dirt bike about. Three weeks ago that I had all bought, uh, broken, and fixed up fixed up all but one um, to working order and, and sold. Um, I went and bought a, a side-by-side a couple of weeks ago and um, have been rebuilding that from the ground up pretty much. Um, it didn't run when I got it. Got a really good deal on it. So um, it runs great now. Just doing some cosmetic stuff to it. And uh, I have a... Uh, a brute force 750 in there right now that I'm rebuilding and put a big lift on it and radiator relocation and all kinds of crazy stuff to it. So I would say that was a business model that somehow I kept to and it worked. Um, it doesn't, I'm not like stupid busy. Like I, I, I still work a full-time job and you're doing it in Virginia. Yeah? yeah. And I do it in Virginia. I have a, I have a single car garage detached from my apartment complex. It's, terrible what's at your apartment complex it's, it's just my not park attached to your apartment no yeah i can't see it from where i'm at um it's all the way across the parking lot i can't be loud you know once the sun goes down you know david has to be quiet which really sucks so uh i work on four wheelers not uh electric scooters <laughs> so but yeah i mean that's that was my business and it still is my business and um Honestly, I mean, I'd love to have enough money saved up someday to buy or build a dealership and have and buy and like, you know, sell brand new four wheelers and have a repair shop and people to work under me like that would be like a dream for me. So, um, but for now, I just keep working on stuff and building custom parts for people and building a reputation as a good guy and see where it takes me. So, all right. Yeah, I mean, do you have anything? You have another story or anything? Yeah, I got one. Uh, before I s- jump into it, though, I'll, I'll go ahead and plug before you. Before you dive right in, I'll I'll plug you since you won't plug yourself. Um, Lynchburg, Virginia, Dirty River Power Sports. If you need your, you got a slogan. You should make a slogan. Like, um, I had one. It was uh, ride, repair, repeat. That that's like. I mean, I guess it's true because you're gonna break stuff. But oh, I mean, four wheelers break every time you take them out. Yeah. I mean, if you don't, if you if you take them out, they don't break. You're really not riding it. I mean, yeah. that's well, I mean, yeah, pretty I, much I guess the truth. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, it's the truth. I mean, no, you go buy a brand new machine. You're not gonna break something the first time you take it out. You should maybe not the first opinion. time, but maybe the second time. What are you breaking so constantly? Well, I mean, you break a arms. You break um, a arm bushings. You break bearings, you break axles. Yeah, but you shouldn't break a bearing on your second trip out. That's like, all I'm I mean, saying, here's what I'm saying. 
if I'm going to buy a, how much is a brand new side-by-side? Like a decent one. Not not top of the line, but like a, just a decent one. Probably like. 10 Gs? Negative. Probably like uh, 16 or 17 K. Wow. Like middle, like that's middle like of the road? That, no, no, no. That's like poop. 16 K is like bottom of the barrel? Uh, 16K is 100% bottom of the barrel. I really want a brand new uh, Kawasaki T-Rex, the new one they just came out with, and it starts off at like 34. I did not realize that they were so expensive. Yeah, that's why when I said that I bought mine for $2,400, everybody like crapped their pants. Oh, it's nice too. And you got it, you got it running like as soon as you got it home. Perfect. Like if like if you replaced all the plastics on it, which is literally $500. Like, I, I got it priced. And I, I I ordered them, and then I let them send them back. I just, I don't think I need them. Um, I could turn around and sell it for, like, seven or eight grand. I mean, it's yeah. just, yeah. I That's mean, awesome. Yeah. So, side-by-sides are very valuable machines. I, I don't know why. Yeah, I don't either. But they are. Well, that's quite interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. You need your uh, small engine repair. Yeah, I mean, I do everything. The only thing I do not do is cars and motorcycles and boats. Like, I will work on, um, now, I mean, I can change things like your water pump in your in your, in your your foot in your boat. Um, I don't do, like, engine work on the top of your outboard, but, like, I can change out a water pump or an impeller or something like that. That's not Same thing, deal. but, yeah. Um, but, um... I do dirt bikes, four-wheelers. All right, all right. Sides. I'm going to keep this from turning into a Dirty River Power Sports uh, advertisement. Good gracious. <laughs> I was just trying to give you a little shout-out then. Well, Five minutes later. Yeah, well, I work on uh, pretty much everything out there, everything you know. Let me like list every single small engine ever. You got a okay. push mower? Gotcha. <laughs> all right, well, this one's pretty simple. <laughs> Uh, I'm still currently doing this, but, um, I'm reselling It's pretty much, I buy things and then I resell them for a higher price than I buy them for. So I mainly get most of my stuff from, uh, yard sales and thrift stores. Uh, I've made a couple G's on it. I mean, I've, yeah, I mean, it's pretty simple. You know, you just kind of go to a garage sale and you see something and you look it up on eBay and you go to the sold section and then you see it selling for 30 bucks and you're like, hey, how much for this? And they're like, three bucks. They're like, all right, I'll give you two. You know, you buy something for two bucks and you turn around and flip it for 30. And, you know, you got eBay fees, you got your shipping fees. Um, but even at the end of the day, if you're buying something for $2 and you're selling it for 30, chances are you're going to make at least a decent profit on it. Yeah. Um... And then books. I'm doing books as well. I'm doing most of the books. The way the way I started with the books, I'll tell you this. Um, you tell me. <laughs> I was on Facebook, just on Marketplace. And this lady had posted like 30 minutes ago, 30 minutes prior than when I saw it. said, I've got like over 100 books here for free. Like you have to take them away. But if you want them, you can have them. Lots of Stephen King and all these other authors. But I only heard of Stephen King. So I'm like, there's got to be some money here. And if the, even if there's not, I'm just going to burn them, you know. It's not like it's, I'm not going to lose, I'll lose the money, the gas money, go in there. It's like three bucks. You know, it's totally worth a gamble. So yeah. I go and I slam my truck full of these books. They sit, you know, I scan them into eBay. 
you know, most of them are going for like three bucks and they cost three bucks to ship. So it's like, it's not even worth it. Um, a couple of them were worth like in their twenties. So, you know, I sold those on eBay, but most of them were, you know, they were worth like three bucks. So they sat in my room for probably a month. I was, I don't even know where I got this idea, but I, I joined the Stephen King book club on Facebook, like a group, like a private group. Stephen King book club. You're in a book club. David, there's a, think of any author out there. They have a book club on Facebook. Jesus Christ. Is there, is there a JC I, book you club? You know, I don't know. You'd have to look it up. <laughs> I'm I'm sure there is. There's so many different Facebook groups. But So I joined it up, and I like read the rules, and there was nothing about selling books. Like There was nothing against their rules of selling books. So they let me in, and I take a picture of the you know 30-plus Stephen King books I have. I'm not joking. My inbox and Facebook Messenger was blowing up. I sold probably 80% of them in less than an hour. I was I sold every single one of them for three bucks a piece, plus uh, shipping. Dang, dang. And I'm still selling them to this day. Now I haven't been able to go to the. I, I've actually sold everything from that initial hundred that I got from that lady, for free. I've sold every one of those, I believe. But sh- um. Well, that's excellent. Excellent. Yeah. But I'm getting I get most of my stuff from thrift stores. So I just wait till the fifty percent off day at a Salvation Army, and I load up. And then you know I sell, I post in, you know so and so's book club Facebook group, and then I'm also you know the people I sell to, I'll just message them and be like, hey, I got these books, like I know you like this author, are you interested? And people, I mean, very there's a couple recurring buyers that have probably bought you know five shipments worth of stuff from me, which is pretty cool. So, I mean, so the reason that I, is that all you got? I don't think you have any more, do you? No, no, that's it. Well, the reason that I wanted to have this conversation with you is one, so we remember it, you know, that's kind of why we started the podcast is so we can listen back in this and to this, our conversations, but there's money to be had out there, man. I mean, there's money to make. If yes. You, especially when it like flipping, I mean you literally need like no capital to start. I mean you you do but you don't like if you want to use Facebook Marketplace, you see someone's got, you know, they're trying to get rid of a couch or a chair. Coach. You know, go go take their chair. You know, you don't have a car, you know, take the bus, you know. And you can trade your take way the up, bus you know, for their chair. Yeah, and then you have a seat on the bus on the way home. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, you might look dumb on the bus carrying a chair, but who cares? <laughs> you know, you sell that thing for fifteen bucks, boom, fifteen bucks right there. You got your bus ticket. You know, it was two bucks. All right, you just made thirteen dollars. That's two meals right there. You know, if, if you're doing it because you don't have money for food. I mean, there's, you can do anything you want. You know, within reason. You know, I probably couldn't go be a NASCAR driver right now, but. No, I mean. You, you set your mind to it. You can do it. I mean, you just can't, you, can, you just can't rage quit. At Bubba. But. At Bubba. You know, it's all good. So, yeah, that's what I want to have this conversation and let everyone who's listening know that you can make money out there. Don't let anybody tell you you can't. Do what you can't. That's what I say.
do what you can't. Yeah, it's a little play on words there. Like people say you can't do that, you know, but you should do it anyway. I think, uh, what's that guy's name? YouTuber. I'm not sure. Uh, lived in New York City and then he moved to California. Uh, we talked about him on the podcast with your brother, I think. Uh, Casey Neistat. That's yep, what it is. Casey Neistat. Yes. I think he had a campaign with Samsung, Do What You Can't. I think that's where I heard it. So, yeah. I hope that you enjoyed listening to us talk about the ways that we've lost money and the ways that we have acquired currency in our short lifetimes. You got anything to add there, David? No, I think this has been a great little chat. I think so as well. I definitely forgot about you jumping the guy's boat off from the bridge. I yeah, totally forgot about that. So I'm very glad that I got to remember that and remember you telling me that story the first time. Because, man, we have so many adventures I can't wait to talk about. Like, we call them David and Weston adventures, which is really plain. Um, but I'm just telling. I mean, it's like, it's like Murphy's law, man. Like, what can go wrong will go wrong. Yeah, and not always. I mean, but. You know, sometimes. Have we talked about us getting shot at? I don't want to talk about it this podcast, but I don't think we've talked about it yet. No, spoiler alert. We we will chat about oh, it. Oh, we're going to talk about that soon. I'm not going to say anything else. A little cliffhanger for you. Yep. Well, folks, thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at Slaunches. Uh, same as the podcast name. We'll make sure we post the, uh, the pic of my uh, truck. With the pallets, the envoy. That's all we got to post, right? I think that's it. Yeah, we'll make sure we post that up. And uh, Yep, by the time you listen to this, those will be up. Yeah, they'll be up for sure. Thanks for listening. Hope you learned something. If you got any questions, uh, you can DM us on Instagram. Ask launches. Thanks for listening. I'm Weston, here with David. Have a good day. Slaunch on. Say goodbye.